this morning I want to talk with you about vision. About vision. Uh, vision is an essential ingredient in Christian life and in Christian ministry. We read in Proverbs 29, 18, it says, where is no revelation, where is no vision, the people cast off restraint. And in another translation, it says, where is no vision, the people perish. Where is no vision, the people perish. Life without vision is drudgery and boring routine. Life with spirit-inspired vision is productive and fruitful. When God gives us a vision of something, we see it in its completed form. We see what will be before, before it ever comes to existence. The power of vision motivates us to wait in faith for its fulfillment, to wait on faith for vision. Nehemiah was the king cupbearer. We read in chapter 1 that the wall of Jerusalem was broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. The situation is very bad. It's broken walls and burned gates. What did Nehemiah do? The Bible tells us that he, said, he sat down, he wept, mourned, fasted, and prayed before the God of heaven. And this is the place where God put a vision in our hearts. In this place, God put a vision in our hearts. He put a special burden in your heart towards your city, towards your family, towards your neighborhood. A, a burden and a passion towards the people you lived among them. He prayed, he fasted. Then he moved and asked the king to send him to build the walls. And the Bible said, this is a very important verse, the Bible said, and because the gracious hand of my God was upon me, the king granted my requests. Because the gracious God of, of my God was upon me. Imagine the picture with me. One person, and sometimes it just needs one person. One person has a burden, has a vision, and God opens the door for him, and he gives him a grace. This morning, I want to talk about vision, and I, wa I will answer the question of what is the nature of God's given vision? What is the nature of God's given vision? I'll share three points. Point number one, vision is what God places in someone's heart. Vision is what God places in someone's heart. What did God put in your heart? God wants every one of us to make a difference. We live in this life, we live as Christians to make a difference around us. And uh, also for our churches, our two congregations, God wants us to be uh, his ambassadors and to make a difference in the world around us. And uh, in, in, in the community and everywhere. Because without a vision, we will not have any direction and we can't plan. If we don't have any direction, we can't plan. Uh, I want to share with you this morning a very important lesson I learned. If the devil can't destroy you, he will distract you. If he can't destroy you, he will distract you. Sometimes distract you from a problem here, problem there, uh, little things, little foxes, but he will distract you from, from the vision, from the uh, target you are aiming to. And we need to refocus as believers toward the vision. I'll share with you this morning a story. Uh, on, this, on, on the screen, there's, uh, in this picture on the screen, uh, 
we see a big lizard, and this lizard called iguana. And this lizard lives, lives in Australia. It's one, long, uh, it's one meter long, but it's not poisonous. And there's a, a true story about a little boy, and uh, he was in a holiday in a desert, and he was walking alone. Then he sees one of those big lizards from a distance, and the tail of the, of the lizard going up and down, up and down, and this is unusual. And uh, he saw the head of the, of the lizard also going up and down, up and down. And uh, he saw birds going around the lizard and come down closer. And when he came closer to the lizard, he saw a blood on the face of the lizard. And this is what happened. The birds has no power to kill the lizard. The lizard is too way strong. What happened is that the birds swooping down and they pluck out its eyes. They pluck the eyes of the lizard. When the lizard loses its sight, it can't find food, it can't find water, and then eventually it dies. And the birds come down and eat the lizard. When I heard the story, I think this story is a great illustration about devil's strategy towards believers. The devil can't do what he can do with you because you are, you are covered by the blood of Jesus and the Holy Spirit dwells in you. But, but he can attack God's given vision to you. He wants you to be a person who has a natural sight but not supernatural sight. And I believe in this, that Jesus, he touched and healed the eyes of Bartimaeus. He's the same Jesus here today. He can touch our eyes to see clear, to see the vision, to see what God from, want from us. Because Jesus is the same, yesterday, today, and forever. And Jesus, by, by his spirit, is among us today. And by one touch, he can restore our vision. And this is my encouragement to you this morning. Start praying the prayers you used to pray before. Begin to activate your faith that you used to refocus again and refocus again on the vision that God gives to you. And ask God, everyone needs to ask God. Ask him to know what's your role, what's your ministry, what you can do for him in the church and in his kingdom. We are planning as two congregations to build a building. The vision is not the building itself. The vision is to reach out lost people in the city with the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ and to build up believers to be servants and to send out believers to do the work of the kingdom. And I believe that everyone in the body of Christ, every one of us has gifts and talents and abilities God wants to use to build his kingdom. And my question to you this morning, what God lays on your heart? What's your vision? What God lays in your heart? Point number two, vision is what you see beyond natural sight. Beyond natural sight. Say to the person next to you, beyond natural sight. The same story of Nehemiah, he saw the ruined walls. He saw broken woods and doors. He saw burned things and destruction. But he can see something else in his heart. Today, close your eyes on what you see and ask God to give you what's in his heart for you.
You remember the story of Abraham and Sarah? Abraham was 99 years old. Physically, it's impossible to have a child in this age. And Sarah was 90 years old. And at the same time, it's impossible for her to have a child at this age. It's impossible. And this is a scientific fact. But God has another word. God has another word. Remember that the final word is from him. He has the final word. Always God has the final word. What the, whatever the situation are, he has his final word. And in uh, 2 Kings chapter 6, the king wants to kill Elisha. And the servant of the man of God saw an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Then he asked what we shall do. And Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes that he may see. Then God opened the servant's eyes, and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. And he understand that those who are with us is more than those who are with them. The power of God with you is more than the power of Satan. And God is with you, and God will fulfill what he lays in your heart. What do you see today? I pray that God touch your eyes that you can see in a different way. And point number three, vision is to see the big picture. Vision is to see the big picture. Moses, when he went to the mountain, God gave him the details of tabernacle to build. He gave him the, the, master, plans, the master plan in details. Also Noah, when God asked him to build a to build the ark, he got all the details for the vision given by God. And he worked for that for 120 years to fulfill this vision. Vision is to see the big picture. I'll share with you a story about a person who visited a construction area. And he saw three people doing the same job, putting brick over another, putting brick over another. He went to the first person and asked him, what, what you are doing? He said, I am putting a brick over another brick. He went to the second person and he asked him, what you are doing? He said, I am building a wall. He went to the third person and asked him, what you are doing? He said, I am building a big cathedral. All of them, they are doing the same work. All of them, they are putting brick over another. But everyone see from different perspective. The third person, he's doing his part while the big vision in his mind. We are about to build a new building. It's a big project. And it's good for all of us to see the big picture. To see the big picture. That through our partnership between two churches, Prairie and Lighthouse, we will serve people from many nations, English-speaking people and Arabic-speaking people. And we will, worship, we will have worship meetings for people from different countries, from different nations, from different tongues. This is part of the big vision. And we need to see this big vision. It's not about the building itself, but about worshiping God from every tribe, from every country, from every language. And through this partnership, God will do great things in this city. So while you are doing your ministry, if you are a Sunday school teacher, if you are a youth leader, if you are a singer, 
you are church treasurer, if you are evangelist, if you are worship leader, if you are assistant, any gift, any spiritual gift. If you have gift of giving, if you have gift of helps, whatever your gift, you need to do your part, you need to do your gift in the church and in the kingdom, but in your mind, the big picture. You are doing the small things. Sometimes our ministry is very small or limited ministry, and we think you, we are doing small things, but small things matters because all of these things, we can do it to fulfill the big picture, to fulfill the, the vision that God put in our hearts. And God wants to use all of us, every one of us, to build his kingdom in Winnipeg. And from there to the ends of the earth, because there is no limitations for God's kingdom. God can, God can them, there's no limitation. It's not, uh, the church is part, our church is part of God's kingdom. And God wants to build his kingdom, and he wants us to be his partners in his work. We can see also in the book of Nehemiah that when everyone repairs opposite to his house, they done the work in 52 days. Everyone do his role. Everyone repairs opposite to his house. Everyone, everyone. So the wall built in 52 days. At the end, I want to remind you that God not given us the spirit of fear and intimidation. And this is clear from the scripture in 2 Timothy 1.7. If we can see this uh, verse together. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Can we read this verse all together in loud voice? For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. If you find yourself fearful about being able to enter into the vision, know that God, though it's not from God, it's come from the devil, who would love nothing more than to keep you from being fruitful in God's kingdom. And this morning, if you have no vision, ask God. Maybe you have, maybe you have no ministry or no thing to do in God's kingdom. Ask God this morning to give you a ministry, to give you a role you can do in the church and in his kingdom. If you have a vision, make the vision clear and don't be distracted and go forth for that vision. But if you don't have a vision, ask God to give you something to your life and to your heart this year. The enemy will also try to use discouragement to stop you. If you have a vision, the enemy will use discouragement. Say to the person next to you, no discouragements. No discouragement. Jesus' name. Try to use this discouragement to stop you from obtaining what God has promised. However, if you keep focus on the fact that God is with you, regardless of any circumstances you face, you will preserve. I pray, I pray this morning that God put a new burden, new passion in your heart to know, Lord, what you want me to do. As Paul said in Acts chapter 9, when Jesus appeared to him in the way to Damascus, he asked, Lord, what do you want me to do? And I encourage you this morning to ask this question to God. Lord, what do you want me to do in this year, 2015? We are in the beginning of the year. This is the first Sunday of the year. Ask God, Lord, what do you want me to do in this year? How I can serve you? How I can be fruitful? How I can have influence 
for people around me, for people I see every day in work, in neighborhood, everywhere. And God wants to use every one of us. If you have a, if you have a vision, keep going in the vision. Keep persevere. And uh, make sure that God is with you to fulfill that vision. And if you don't have a vision, if you don't have a ministry, if you don't have anything to do in the, in the house of God, ask God to give you something during this year. And God will answer your request. Amen.